Welcome to Earth2.net, the show, episode Sims, and thank you for tuning in to Earth2.net, the show. And in what is becoming, or I shouldn't say becoming, what has been a Halloween tradition for the last few years now, you are about to hear from Skylar and Will. But before we get to them, I just want to let everybody know that this episode of Earth2.net, the show, is the 8th. Anniversary episode of this program. Holy shit. <laughs> um, you know, I struggle with this every year. I really do. Every time there's a big episode or an anniversary episode, you know, I'm always at a loss for words, but it's heartfelt every time this loss of words and what I'm about to say that, you know, this show doesn't exist without y'all. It doesn't exist without everybody who's listening, who has listened, who's hosted, who's guested, who's even just one-off appearances. The show does not exist in the format it does now or potentially at all for this long, if not for every single one of you. And, you know, there's just really no way I can express my gratitude to all of you, um, Beyond, honestly, just saying thank you and trying to put out um, more episodes. You know, I, I I definitely know the output of Earth Student at the show has been very slim as of late. And I do apologize for that. My goal is always to, you know, um, get the number of episodes back up. Uh, maybe not to where it was <laughs> many, many years ago. But uh, do get it back up, um, again, as a thank you to every single one of you for tuning into this episode, if it's your first, or for continuing to stay with the show, if you've been with us since the beginning or all the way up through now, whatever. You know, I just really do want to thank you for all of that. Um, 18 years, yeah, uh, that's bonkers. That's just fucking bonkers. <laughs> So without just saying thank you a million times over, I'm just going to lead right into Skylar and Will and what they're doing. But I will say it one more time. Thank you all very much for these last 18 years. What's that sound? Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, 
you know, hey, it's it is the spooky season, and we are here to talk about something spooky. I am Will Ackerman, and joining me is Skylar Queen. How you doing, Skylar? I'm all right. How are you? All right. I've had my, you know, I've so far as of this recording watched like I think thirty over 30 horror movies for this month and we're only about the halfway point so hey yeah that's good i've done um uh one per day at least um uh, some days too but um everything i've watched so far uh that i've been counting towards my count has been something that i had not seen before so that's fun I've had a few repeats, but I've had I've watched some you know stuff I haven't seen. Most of it isn't exactly great, but I did see the black girl, the angry black girl and her monster, and oh my god, that was terrific. I've never heard of that film. Yeah, it was um just released on Shutter this year. I see. But yeah, this is the Halloween season. Normally, we would be talking about Scream Six, but due to the current um, SAG-AFTRA strike, we're not completely comfortable with covering that right now. You know, just because it's a struck work, and you know, you never know. I mean, I'm not an actor. I know Skylar is, and there's just definitely some. Hey, if you cover if you cover a struck work, there might be a chance that you know you could face repercussions down the line. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> now we will be covering um, what would traditionally have been our uh, usual uh, Halloween thing. Uh, as soon as we can, but uh, at this point, it's uh, kind of on the back burner. So I hope that everyone does enjoy this sort of um, interim Halloween special. Yeah, because animated television series are not struck work, because that's under a different contract. So Yes, which is interesting because theatrical animation is different. So if uh, we wanted to say, uh, like, cover, I, I don't know, um, I can't think of a scary animated movie right now. Frankenweenie. Yes. If we wanted to cover Frankenweenie, that wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, I should have said Paranorman, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It really oh. is. I... <laughs> Paranorman's a fun film, but that's beside the point. We're not promoting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, with with this, uh, we decided on uh, Archie's Weird Mysteries, uh, in part because it is, um, well, it, it works with the whole Earth 2 uh, sort of scenario of uh, being in our general wheelhouse of comics, uh, as well as... Uh, with the um, Halloween season, because even though the episodes we're covering today are generally Halloween-y and actually have something to do with the holiday, uh, the entire series as a whole is fairly, like... Horror science fiction? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, 
it, the entire thing was, I, I think, pitched as an X-Files for kids. And there's certainly a lot of nods to um, uh, 1950s and 60s horror films. Uh, every episode starts with kind of almost like a trailer for the episode with a spooky announcer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it's even their christmas episode was somehow a scary thing which was interesting the fact that the, later on there was a, kind of a reunion tv movie which i never saw but yeah it, every time it was airing i always missed it uh, but as far as i can understand that one had really very little to do despite uh, with the whole concept of the show. It was the same cast, it was the same character designs, but it was sort of Brainiac Attacks-ish in that way, where it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, it, I never, I haven't watched it. It's, it's something I've always meant to get around to watching. It's um, the Archies and Jughead. Jugman, I mean. Yes, yeah, uh, it was kind of like an Encino Man thing. Yeah, and it was like basically, um, it was produced for Nickelodeon. They did like a bunch of weird little kind of movies. They did, um, I think Inspector Gadget's Last Case was one of them. So, um, a Sabrina the Animated Series movie, Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Now, now, uh, in Canada, all of the Deke movie tunes, which was the name of the, um, the the line uh were aired on uh, YTV but yeah <laughs> pretty much like the series air the series originally aired on in the in the states it aired on the Pax network which if you don't remember Pax or never heard of it don't worry it kind of just dissolved and became a different network called Ion which mainly you if you ever just find yourself scrolling through channels and you come across like a criminal minds um episode you probably accidentally ended up on ion interesting i i thought that it was on uh syndication over there but it, uh, it hit syndication eventually interesting um here the uh the main place for uh archie's weird mysteries uh was teletoon um i don't think it ended up on ytv uh, at all other than Jugman, but um, at at that time, YTV and Teletoon were different companies, uh, but the media conglomerates in Canada being what they are, they all kind of merged into one, so uh, <laughs> if it were to air on one or the other nowadays, it wouldn't matter. Well, actually, even uh, it especially doesn't matter now because Teletoon doesn't exist in Canada anymore. Mm -hmm. I forgot uh, that went away about three months ago um, because Teletoon Canada or Teletoon became a new channel for Cartoon Network Canada while the old Cartoon Network Canada became Boomerang Canada. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's very strange, their choices. The Teletoon name does live on in Canada, however, uh, as part of that company's uh, streaming service. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, it did end up airing in syndication in the States eventually, but it partially because it helped a lot of networks cover their, um, the mandatory EI regulations, because oh. the thing about the show is that every single episode has some kind of moral to it, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes the morals are really shoehorned in, like it's, oh, yeah, be kind to others, because treat them how you'd want to be treated yourself or else you know you, uh, you'll turn into an army of clones of yourself <laughs> what was the the uh the moral of the one about the giant cockroaches uh, <laughs> i have absolutely no clue <laughs> uh nor i but yeah yeah they um uh, they kind of shoehorn all of those morals in under the guise of um, the fact that um, in this series, Archie is uh, writing um, a, a a column for a paper that is specifically paranormal and horror-themed. Uh, sort of in X Files by the way of Carrie Bradshaw, uh, but everything is just there's there's very rarely points where you'll actually hear anyone talking about his column, except actually in one of the episodes we're covering today, uh, because it's just only ever him at the end of the episode synopsizing what you've just seen and then saying like I guess that you really can do more than you think you can in a little town called Riverdale yeah. or something to that effect because you always had to uh, button it with in a little town called Riverdale yeah pretty much every episode ends the same way and, you know, hey, if you have a formula, I mean, go for it. But, yeah, like, the epi the three episodes we're talking about in particular today also were released with the with another completely unrelated episode, except for, I guess, technically the the Potatoes of Vampire, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I suppose, maybe? Anyway, um, it got released as a, um, three, uh, on a VHS as... Archie and the Riverdale Vampires. Like, it got released because, hey, it's around Halloween time. And, hey, you can buy this. And you can also buy Alvin and the Chipmunk... Alvin and the Weremunk or something. I don't know. Uh, so, Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein as uh, was a couple of years before. Around this time here was Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, meet the Wolfman. Um... Now, both of those, as well as um, Deke's direct-to-video feature, uh, Monster Mash, uh, were put together in a DVD later on. Uh, however, the DVD version uh, does is different from the VHS version. Um, the VHS puts it in a almost movie setting. I struggle to call it a real movie or anything like that. Um, they basically just take out the credits um, of each thing and just kind of play it one after another. Um, 
while the DVD uh, version includes each um, each individual episode as they originally aired. Um, and that's also the way that they would uh, appear um, on other things because these uh, specific episodes uh, were released um, by other companies that would eventually get the license um, on like best of releases as well as of course the complete series but I just find it interesting that before uh, and even during the time when there was a complete series release that these three episodes themselves were just like oh these ones have to be out there <laughs> like they're probably the most seen episodes of this show at all I actually do own the um, complete series DVD set. I never got around to getting it. I mean, the bright side is this is also a series where the company literally, literally released it all onto YouTube. Yes. Now, part of the reason why you would not see uh, Archie's Weird Mysteries um, in Canada now uh even if like they attempted to get the license on, uh, well, I guess Cartoon Network or YTV, is the company that owns the uh, m- the majority of Deke's work, uh, Wild Brain, uh, owns other TV networks in Canada. There is a Wild Brain TV channel. Uh, I don't get it in my cable package, but it's its own thing. So, um, currently, it might even actually be airing uh, on um, Wild Brain TV. I have no way of, well, I I suppose I could go to their website and see if it's airing. But uh, even still, Wild Brain does seemingly uh, put a lot of their shows on YouTube, on Pluto, on a lot of different services, which is very interesting. Um, they're also the company that make the, uh, the modern Snoopy cartoons for Apple. Hmm. Scarlet Night! When the sun goes down, the vampires come around with undead eyes and fangs that bite and blood-sucking terror in the night. Your only hope is dawn's daylight to save you from the Scarlet Night! Okay, then. Our the first episode we are covering is titled Scarlet Nights. Or, or if this was a really dramatic narrator guy, Scarlet Nights! <laughs> you, you almost sounded like Don Pardo there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Undead from Riverdale! It's Saturday night! <laughs> I mean, you did a better job than I did. <laughs> You weren't trying to do Don Pardo, but thank you. So, our episode opens on Veronica Lodge wearing a giant fashion statement necklace cross getting attacked by a vampire. She effortlessly kills it, but then a redhead shows up. Before you can say that's not Cheryl Blossom, Veronica wakes up from her nightmare. The next day, Veronica and Betty meet Archie and Jughead. Archie coincidentally just wrote a weird mystery column about vampires. She talks about her dream. Suddenly, the new transfer student, Scarlett Helsing, appears. She's the redhead from, Scar- from Veronica's dream. 
She loved Ronnie. She loved Archie's article, so Archie blows off Ronnie for her. Ronnie and Betty are jealous. Betty is going to research Scarlet. Veronica nearly hits the curiosity shop owner, Dr. Beaumont, with her car. He's leaving town and has the ugly fashion statement necklace from the dream. Um, so in her dream, uh, the, the red-headed vampire, uh, has a voice that you don't necessarily hear in the rest of the episodes. Like, it, all of the vampires have a, a more, uh, like, coarse voice um when they're vampires than uh they might otherwise but in that kind of teaser scene of the dream it very much reminded me of have you ever seen the daffy duck cartoon the duckstercist yeah it sounds like melissa duck while she's being possessed like ooh yay oop and stay irk jay what? You know, that was like the one line from that entire thing I can remember. <laughs> but it, it, that, that's the thing. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah. I Also, everyone, I am assuming you know enough of Archie comics where the big major characters, I don't need to tell you who they are or what they're like. That that's probably fair. I, I think they're pretty ubiquitous with um, pop culture in general. However, there is a line uh, where like uh, Archie is talking um, with Betty when Veronica com- uh, Veronica comes in before Scarlet shows up, and he, he says. Betty and Veronica? This must be my lucky day. But Archie, you you see them literally every day. Yeah. You're, you're not going on a date with both of them right now, but you literally see them every day. Um, I also thought it was funny that, uh, yes, she is a Scarlet from Redlands. And her last name is Helsing. Well, yes. But, I mean, that that's very, like, that's cute for, like, vampire things. Uh, vampire culture, just having that sort of reference, it's it's almost expected. But it's just, like, Redlands, that just felt kind of on the nose. Like, her name's already Scarlet. <laughs> and she has red hair. I feel like they almost wanted it to be Cheryl Blossom, but they just couldn't get the Archie people's approval. I mean, you'd think they would have gotten Cheryl for, like, one episode of the series. Like, you know, maybe just some episode about say about if you make a date with somebody don't break it just because somebody wants to, somebody's interested in you. Because otherwise it could be a vampire. <laughs> Just just adapt the love showdown entirely, but add in a few, like, supernatural elements. Yeah. I mean, hey, love showdown is, like, a great storyline in Archie for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I do think that it is interesting that, like, Dr. Beaumont's Curiosity Shop uh, is, like, mentioned in this episode... And Dr. Beaumont is technically in this episode, 
but he really has nothing to do. Even as a child, I was just like, oh, they're they're writing him out because they don't want him to be helping here. Like there was no real reason he really gives uh, other than the fact that like, oh, I I know that vampires are coming and I don't want to be here. But like in other episodes, he would have some sort of help <laughs> for yeah. for whatever issue was at hand. So, Doctor, for everyone else, Doctor Beaumont is a character that was created especially for this series. Like, he's pretty much just, you know, the oh, we need somebody to help the plot get going. So, hey, here's an adult, and he's kind of dressed like, you know, a like he's going to be hosting, you know, some um like bad movie on Channel Six tonight. He looks like Vincent Van Gogh for the most part. Yeah. I mean, same difference there. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah. Overall, like, the character... I The character is an interesting enough char- uh, addition to the show, so, you know, hey, getting him for, like, one seg- segment of the, this three-parter isn't too bad. Yeah. And I needed a way to get, um, to get the necklace in there. Well, I mean, I feel like... There was... A, that was like the only way that he does help in this. Like they, they could have almost just had Ronnie like happen upon it more than anything. Like if they didn't want to uh, have Dr. Beaumont in the episodes at all, like just don't have him. It, just having him leave just because they don't want him there and very clearly don't want him to be part of the plot felt weird then to me and felt weird now, even still like there Reggie is not in this episode, Reggie mantle. However, the fact that he is not in this episode is called out in the second episode. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just, it it's very weird. <laughs> Maybe they had a voice acting budget they couldn't get over. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about. I do. We want to talk to vo- about the voice cast now, or do we want to talk about it later? Well, I don't know much about the voice cast aside from one um, heavenly exception. Yeah. Well, so basically, most of the voice cast they they went to what was basically a a theater troupe in like I want to say like it's like New Mexico or like no in Omaha mm. and they pretty much just they were probably just trying to save on money and just happened to you know and then they were like okay for starters they just happened to get like one guy in there who was just who you know had done some theater back in New York and everything, and then they're like, oh, hey. And then four kids just, you know, happened to scoop him up and get him for a bunch of their stuff after this. <laughs> well, also a little bit before, I don't know if four kids necessarily did the tour, but <laughs> we we should stop beating around the bush there. Andrew Rannells, uh from the Book of Mormon uh, and uh, uh, that show that was not uh, Ryan Murphy's um, 
uh, most watched one, um, and that Ryan Murphy adaptation of a Broadway move, uh, musical that nobody really liked. Um, and he's been in lots and lots of things that you've seen before. Um, is in this. He has also been in uh, the tour of Pokemon Live back in the '90s, where he was uh, where he was James. He was later. Um, I cannot remember his name, but a very camp character on four kids episodes of Pokemon um, <laughs> that became a bit of a meme um, for a, for a little bit specifically him entering a scene being like hiya hun this is all my little ginger snaps but um yeah. see uh, i the particular the particular character was Har- um his name is harley yes uh, i personally but, remember him more for mako tsunami on Yu-Gi-Oh, but ah uh, yes yes okay that would have been after i stopped watching Yu-Gi-Oh. um that was the first season. Really? Yeah, he's the guy that's really obsessed with the ocean. Huh. I guess I didn't remember that then, because I thought he had joined Yu-Gi-Oh! around the same time as his Pokemon stuff, and I hadn't... His Pokemon stuff was later than, than the Yu-Gi-Oh! first season. But okay. Yeah. Um. Um, Hilariously enough, he uh, um on another Deke series, Liberty's Kids, he voiced Alexander Hamilton for like five episodes. Oh, I've never seen Liberty Kids, but I know of it. It's a show I mainly know because of one segment from the soup. Oh, please tell me. Why are they afraid of Black Dick? (laughs) I. I might have seen that clip then. Um, I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, I miss the soup. Uh, but yeah, um, he's basically one of the only two people that um, went on to have a voice acting career in this. Um, the the voice of Betty Cooper, America Young. You know, she kind of did a bunch of stuff here and there. Um, but eventually, she um became the She's currently the voice of um Barbie. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um Andrew Reynolds you can currently see on Broadway actually uh with his book of Mormon co-star uh Josh Gad in Gutenberg the Musical, which I believe is playing through uh the end of January. Um but if you if you want to go see Archie Andrews on stage, you can. <laughs> Do do there do we know anything else about any of the other cast members? Not really. Most of them never really. Most of them don't have Wikipedia articles. I'll just say that much. Eh, yeah, I don't either. So. <laughs> yeah, they did the one. They did the series, and then they all kind of disappeared into the nether. Um, one of them, Terry Burner, did do. Um, had like some side part side roles on some other shows but and he was on street sharks but that's about street it sharks! that's another deke show uh <laughs> have you ever seen that video of um vin diesel promoting the sh- uh, street sharks toy line 
I did not. Very weird. He's like in a leather vest, like trying to pitch these toys, and it's very strange. Uh, I mean, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel definitely did. You know, he earned. He earned where he what he had coming to him, basically. Like he what, did what he had coming to him. I mean, he earned it because, like, literally, he was like busking so hard, like well, in yeah. the nineties, to the I point just... where finally, when he got his big break, like, yeah, he earned it. Yeah, so it's just the wording made me think, think of like, uh, like a mob heavy and like a stereotypical movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, most of the voice cast basically just kind of did, like, you know, a little work for Deke back in the 90s, which really does make me think that they just, that they just grabbed a bunch of voice actors from that, um, from that area and then just kept on using them because, like, almost all of them, their, like, voice acting work was, like, Deke shows that aired around this time. That makes sense. Like episodes of like the Strawberry Shortcake from the two thousands, Liberty's Kids, Dinosaur Island, Street Sharks, yeah. I don't think Jaleel White did like much in the way of Deke shows, but they he certainly didn't burn any bridges there because they kept him going as Sonic for a very long time because uh, he did like. Uh, the Sat A.M. show, as well as Adventures, which was the cartoony, silly one. But then they brought him back for Sonic Underground as well. Sonic Underground. Okay. Which is a very similar theme song to Archie's Weird Mysteries. Yeah. If you have not seen Sonic Underground, not that, and you really should see Sonic Underground, but basically, in the premise of this particular one is that Sonic and and his um triplet sister and brother were separated by their mother, who was a queen, be to save them from Doctor Robotnik, and they end up finding each other, and oh yeah, they 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 form a rock band together. And it's also post-apocalyptic because Dr. Robotnik has also won. Yeah. Like, it is very similar to Sonic Sad AM, only not as good. Well, I don't recall any musical numbers in Sad AM either, though. (laughs) Like I said, similar. Oh, fair. Yeah, I suppose it's like Sonic uh, Sonic, uh, Sad AM... If you just decided to make it a Partridge Family show, which is a weird kind of thing to do, but even still, <laughs> especially since there's already there was already an animated Partridge Family movie. Oh, was there? Well, series. Oh, yeah. I knew it, the Brady's had a cartoon, but I didn't know the Partridges did. It was just the kids. Yeah, it was part. It was the Partridge Family, um, twenty two hundred A.D. And they were lucky enough that they, it was done by Hanna Barbera and not, you know, Filmation, who did mm. the Brady Kids, and then also recycled some of that animation for the Archies. Ah, it all comes back around. 
Seriously, though, the Batman Filmation series, I'm still surprised we didn't get, like, the same animation that they used for both, um, both Marsha and Betty of hitting the tambourine. <laughs> and with Batgirl somehow. I have seen that clip, yes. So, at Pop Tates, Archie and Scarlet are talking about the same thing as Ronnie and Dr. Beaumont. The Eternal Night of the Vampires, which is Halloween. The Chosen One, the Ender, will stop the vampires with the Sunstone, a.k.a. the Ugly Fashion Statement Necklace. Ronnie is given the necklace, and Dr. Beaumont pieces out of the episode. Veronica meets Archie, and she's pissed about vampires as two vampires show up behind them and chase them. They reach a ladder <laughs> to a fire escape as the vampires arrive. They're the slowest moving vampires ever. Literally, I th for being able to fly, the vampires in this, in this like, two, three episodes are some of the slowest freaking vampires. And they're also pretty easily incapacitated. Yeah. But we aren't at that point yet. <laughs> yeah. There are two of them, and you can fly. One of them flies ahead, and you just do a pincer. No more Archie and Veronica. Well, if, even if they weren't flying, there were like the two of them uh, were just moving so slowly in general, which like, oh. I mean, we're we're about to get to it. There's a bit where uh, Ronnie and Archie are trying to climb up a fire escape, and it's just they they didn't get around the corner in that time. And the fact that Archie and Ronnie can't even reach the fire escape for the longest time, but the vampires that were just they were just behind them just a moment ago. Where are they? <laughs> Why are they moving so slowly? It's like like that um uh, that uh Zootopia joke with the sloth. I mean, there's also a lot of occasionally occasionally they do get someplace before somebody, but there's no explanation for how it happened and all I can think of is you know Emperor's New Groove with, like, Kronk <laughs> By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, Archie and Veronica get up the building, but the vampires fly up there. They tackle one of them off the side of the building and end up in Dr. Beaumont's shop. Veronica reveals the amulet. Archie thinks she's the chosen one. Ronnie finds the prophecy raven and red upon their heads. Destiny awakens. One girl is the ender, while the other is mistaken. They go outside, but the vampires are already there. Archie fights them off until they find Scarlet. She beats the vampires up. Veronica says Scarlet's the ender and pieces out to go home. Betty calls her there. Turns out Scarlet went to her old school 200 years ago. Ronnie goes to save Archie. Um, Scarlet's beating up sound effects are very Hanna-Barbera and it's very funny. It really is. Like... You know, good for them. I for you know just stealing like something like that, or being <laughs> able to get get it on the cheap because it's it, it works. You you if you're a kid, you've seen enough animation to know. Okay, yeah, that's the sound of somebody beating somebody up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, it, it never occurred to me as a child, but 
they have at this uh, high school a database of their students going back 200 years, including photographs? I mean, say what you will about Riverdale High School, and but, you know, they definitely are, they definitely put their work in. <laughs> Damn it. If they're not going to let, listen, they've had one incident with, with a teacher pretending to be like a, pretend to be a completely different human being, and they're never going to get a repeat of that. <laughs> different high school, but okay. Yeah. Well, also a different Riverdale. We don't talk about that, Will. It was inevitable it would come up at least <laughs> once, okay? We're literally talking about Archie. I know, I know. <laughs> so... They set up this prophecy, and it's supposed to make you think one thing, but, I mean, it, kudos on them for, you know, setting something up that's not even going to come to come to its conclusion for, like, two more episodes. That's true, yeah. I mean, especially because how these would have aired, yeah, you probably would have had one after the other, after one one day, one the next day, and one the day after, but... Can you really guarantee a kid's going to actually have seen all that, especially, or remember that happened, especially without, you know, a previously on segment, which none of these episodes have? Right. Um, episode one does play mostly self-contained. You could feel like you've seen the whole story without, if you didn't see episodes two and three. Um, episode two ends in a way it was like, wait, that's the end? <laughs> so I, I, if I were to have seen episode two by itself, not knowing that there was going to be the third episode in the arc, I, I think I would have felt a little cheated. I, I, I will say this: I saw the third one first. That makes sense. When I was a kid, and well, younger, I wasn't a kid then, but that's beside the point. Um, and. You know, hey, it does a good enough job setting things up in that episode where you're not completely, where you're just like, oh, well, I probably missed something. But no, no, the middle episode's completely, if you're going to, if you watch one of them, you're going to be completely like, okay, I know I'm missing stuff here. Right. Well, you're Reggie in that case. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way it ends, you're going to be like, oh, I feel like I'm missing something if I don't see the next episode. Yeah. So, at Archie's place, Scarlet says she's not the chosen one. He gives her the amulet, and turns out Scarlet's a vampire! What? <sighs> turns out, sunscreen works wonders. She <laughs> has a master who will bring the eternal night. The other two vamps arrive, she invites them in, and she wants to turn Archie into a vampire, but Jughead saves him. Ronnie gets the sunstone, says a bad poem, and kills the vampires. <laughs> Uh, I liked the way that you said that. Says a bad poem. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I do love the first vampire dying. The The little red eyeballs fall out of his head before the rest of him disintegrates. And that's so fucking cool for a Deke show. Like, this is... Honestly, the way they kill the vampires in this, you know... They aren't, they really are not pulling punches. Like, they are still kind of, huh, 
There's absolutely no mercy here. Well, and like it is a kid show. It's not. It's not going to be like super over the top. But like, I was a little creeped out when I was seven. <laughs> and you know, it's, I mean, it's a good thing Scarlet can just wear a cross. <laughs> that that is a very good point. Uh, well, I I suppose that they do say that uh, um, it, it, it's. No, you've seen too many vampire movies kind of thing where, like, some rules are the same, but some aren't. It's true, the master can't go out in the sun, but if we stay in our human forms and wear a lot of sunblock, we're good. (laughs) We also play baseball. The master would not approve. I'm sorry. Uh, Thanos, the hands of fate. Yes, yes. I uh, I was just thinking about how I, I haven't had dinner yet. Maybe I should have Torgo's pizza. <laughs> God, Manos, the hands of fate's a, a good episode of MST3K. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say good movie. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Listen, I love showgirls. I don't exactly. I, you cannot say I have great taste in films, but God damn it, I, I don't, I'm not that bad. <laughs> so you know the so in this episode we get established that the for the eternal night of the vampires to happen they have to destroy the ender because you can't say kill on a kid's show yeah you can but i love how whenever episode after this one it's just they completely keep on finding ways not to just you know kill veronica True. Uh, there, there's another thing actually in the third episode I'm gonna take issue with uh, later on where I'm just like, oh, I feel like they were playing this safe because of censors, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, you know, they just get, you know, they two of the vampires just get, you know, turned into dust and you know have gruesome deaths, and Scarlet just goes poof into a cloud of red fart mist. At least the vampires in Archie's Weird Mysteries, though, are actual vampires and not plasma suckers with hands. Seriously, like... uh, Listen, you know... The 90s Spider-Man, not every episode could be a winner. But why did... Why did, uh, not Blade, uh, why did Morbius have teeth if he was going to be using his sucky hands? The hilarious thing is, eventually they had more vampires on the show, and they were actually able to, you know, be vampires. <laughs> I don't remember them. Yeah, because, um, the vampire queen is, um, Blade's mom. Ah. And then, so Black Cat decides to ditch, um, Spider-Man for, um, Morbius. But don't worry, then he gets Spider-Man finds his girlfriend, but then it turns out Mary Jane's actually just, you know, a puddle of water. <laughs> I, I don't remember so much of that cartoon. I haven't gone through, a, like, all of it. Uh, I don't think ever, really, all of it. But I've certainly seen uh, a lot of the episodes, and I know 
uh, a lot of the Madam Web episodes near the end, um, particularly the let's go find another show, apparently. <laughs> 20 years later. Madam Web, I'm starting to think we're never going to find Mary Jane. <laughs> Look beyond Spider-Man. You've been saying that for 20 years. Well, may, maybe if uh, X-Men 97 does well, we'll finally get it. Yeah. If, if X-Men 9, um, 97 does well, maybe we'll get Spider-Man 99. Or who knows, maybe we'll get, you know, a second season of... Second season of... Um, Spider-Man Unlimited instead. I, 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 I I'm just saying we need more sexy rat women. <laughs> Is Christopher ba Daniel Barnes doing anything right now? I haven't seen him in anything lately. I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure Disney needs to pull him out to do Aladdin on occasion. Oh no, you're thinking of um, um, Steve. From Full House. What was oh. his name? Okay. Christopher uh, Daniel Barnes was the Brady kid from the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Easy to mix those two up. Yeah, no problem. He was Eric. Okay, I was getting my Disney princes mixed up. My bad. Yeah, no problem. It happens. Well, I'm sure they need <laughs> Prince Eric in something occasionally. I mean, I know, I'm sure, like, there, I'm sure there'll be a Kingdom Hearts. Hearts for something at some point or another that they'll need him for. Maybe. Maybe he'll do a voice in um whatchamacallit in in into the Spider Verse three. That'd be fun. Yeah. If it ever gets made. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is why animators should be in a have a union. That was that was me applauding, not like I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't sure if that would really play on the radio here, so that's why I was <laughs> stating why. <laughs> I was a teenage vampire. Being a teenager can really fight. Not convinced? Just ask Archie and the gang. Maybe you had it easy growing up, but I was a teenage vampire. So, our second episode is I Was a Teenage Vampire! <laughs> so, as it turns out, Scarlet isn't dead. She meets up with another vampire and they wake up their master. At school, Reggie wonders why he wasn't in the last episode. So, they get a brief recap of it all. Ronnie puts the sunstone in her shoe closet. Um, Archie is taking Ronnie out to dinner tonight. Back at the ranch, Medlock, the head vampire, awakens. Mill News Minion Number Two is dispatched to get Veronica. I love that the restaurant's name is La Chiching. Yeah. Um. Also, the fact that Archie totally plays this line straight. Uh, the fact that Ronnie would like to go out for dinner, he replies with. I guess you did save the world from unholy hordes of darkness. <laughs> it's just totally, like, no sense of irony there. Just like, yeah, you did, so might as well take me out for dinner. Um, Neil News is a really weird fucking name. Uh, and he looks like just some random punk. 
I mean, hey, the, occasionally, occasionally, just a random punk gets turned into a vampire and, you know, becomes minion number two when, you know, the masters, you know, eternal army of the night of, I think, four vampires. <laughs> yes. There aren't, there aren't a lot in this uh, brood. I mean, seriously, Scarlet says the vampires are coming to Riverdale in the last episode, and you expect, you know, armies of vampires, and said it's four. <laughs> True. I do love the design of the master, though. Like, his, his head just looks like the head of an albino bat on a human man. Yeah, and, you know, it's basically just, oh, he has, you know, it literally almost looks like exposed brains at times. That's true. He's got like this kind of red gash on the side of his head. And his, he and his head is all bumpy. Yes. And then he basically just walks around without a shirt on and a leather bandolier over. That is also true. No, it's like, a that's a really cool design. And his name is Medlock. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kudos on them for not calling him Dracula, I guess. Because <laughs> they could have been really lazy. So, Archie heads to pick up Veronica, but his mom stops him to take pictures. And then Jughead run ruins Archie's shirt with a garlic burger. Jughead gives him an ugly suit at the, mansion, at the Lodge Mansion. Veronica is really irritated because Archie can't keep his word on being on time. And she accidentally lets in Mill News. When Archie gets there, gets there, she's a vampire. She and Mill News fly off. The the suit that uh, Archie ends up wearing um, that Jughead gives him basically looks like Cousin Eddie's Christmas leisure suit. It kind of does, yeah. Uh, and I, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Archie's mom is the real villain of this story. Well, she, like, she knows that, like, he's on his way out, and she, once he also says, like, I, I, I should get going, and she says, like, oh, yes, it's better to keep your promise. He starts to feel vain, but he should, like, his mother should be like, oh, no, you were right the first time. I was wrong. Go ahead. I gotta take pictures of you, and now here's your father to help me take pictures of you. Okay, I guess we can get going. Did Archie's dad even say anything? <laughs> no, no, he's just literally in the background because the animators remembered, oh yeah, we have that model, we can just pop it in. <laughs> I suppose. And then she delays him just long. Literally, they didn't even need that part. They just needed Archie to walk outside, and Jughead show knocks into him with the with the hamburger. That's true. Yes. Because then, yeah, the and which is partially only there to establish that Pop Tate is currently has a spicy garlic burger. Which. Hey, I mean, I I know people who like garlic burgers, so good on them. I mean, I, I like garlic as an ingredient here and there. Uh, I've never had a garlic burger because I don't eat beef. Um, so any time that a garlic burger has been offered on any menu, it certainly hasn't been on a turkey burger or anything of that nature. So 
I wouldn't really have had an opportunity. I like once Veronica becomes a vampire, she base she wants to bite Archie, but then she also wants to bite literally everyone else, and with the exception of Jughead. <laughs> well, maybe not Jughead. <laughs> I want to bite Archie, and that goody-good Betty, and Reggie, and Jughead. Well, maybe not Jughead. I, I think it's funny, though, that, like, she... She seems to want to bite Betty almost as like a a revenge because of 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 being a goody good, but also the fact that like, well, you know, she is my friend also. But that doesn't seem to come into her mind uh, aside from the fact that until like Jughead comes into her mind, where it's like, oh well. I don't want to be stuck with him for eternity. Listen, like Veronica is going to be a vampire for like 300, 400 years. She's going to get bored of Archie in like the first 50 years, but Betty's going to be right there. And, you know, until she's bored of Betty, then, you know, Hey, (laughs) Oh yeah. It just, the way she stated all of it, it was just like her, her reasoning for everything seemed a bit like confused of like where her mind was at. You go through a lot when you turn into a vampire within a twenty-minute period. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of those continuities where you become a vampire and you instantly become evil, as opposed to you know having any kind of moral quandaries over, <laughs> oh God, I become a mon, a being of pure evil. I must feed upon other beings. No, it's just like, I want to kill people. <laughs> yes. So, back at the ranch, um, Scarlet flirts with Medlock until Veronica shows up and he flirts with her. The girls get pissy at each other. Scarlet is very pissed at, at getting, you know, shunned by Medlock for Veronica. At Pop Tate's, Archie tells the gang about Veronica and the vampire. Scarlet shows up and she reveals she just turned to the mist for when she was supposedly murdered. She tells them they have an hour to turn Ronnie back before she's a vampire forever. They go to get the amulet. They do say that um, she'll um, if they destroy the vampire that turned her, uh, they would be able to um, turn Ronnie back. Uh, which I thought was interesting because those are like the same sort of rules as Fright Night with Marcy Darcy. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the, honestly, like a lot of times when, you know, you have a piece of media where, oh, somebody got turned into a vampire and they and they need to save them. It's literally just kill the vampire to turn them or kill the head vampire, which depending on it. Right. Yeah, it's usually that easy to remedy, you know, becoming an undead being of the night. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes it's different, so it's it's always interesting to to see like how each story is going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Also getting turned evil, I guess apparently immediately I can see why they call you the master. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I thought it was funny that he he seemed to be slightly flustered by like oh this 
young new vampire is interested in me suddenly. We'll talk about the next episode, but literally the only person Medlock has to, you know, blame for losing is himself. Yes, that's true. Like, if he plays anything, like, uh, just a degree smarter and a little less horny, like, he wins. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess, you know, when you are evil and you've been alive for ages, but you also got buried underground for a while for some reason, you tend to slip up, I guess. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you just have to wait a couple of days and bam, you get to live over in Lodge Mansion in, in the Eternal Night of the Vampires, I guess. I, I wouldn't want to, I would like to see what Hiram's reaction to all of this would have been, though. Like, comes home and is like, Veronica, what's going on? Daddykins, I became a vampire! <laughs> So, Betty is dispatched to Veronica's closet, only has less Kathy than Jimmy now. Archie, <laughs> Jughead, and Reggie eat a ton of garlic burgers at the school. At the house, Betty finds the amulet as Ronnie and Medlock show up. As, Ro as Ronnie gets the amulet from Betty, the guys kill Milanews with garlic breath. Veronica goes back to normal, zaps Medlock with the amulet, he becomes decrepit and old, the jewel breaks, and Scarlet escapes with the master. Why do they have to eat the burgers and just breathe on him? Why does that work? I don't know, because you can't stab somebody with a steak on a kid's TV series. Well, even if it was just like... Like... I would have... Garlic breath is uh, just strange to me, because, like, even if they just used... Like, even if they just, like, smashed the burgers in his face, like, kind of w like Jughead did with the sandwich earlier on the shirt, accidentally, which would kind of tie it together thematically, it would make more sense to me than just breath. Yeah. Like, having contact in some kind with the garlic would make more sense to me. The writers thought that kids would really go for, you know, a vampire getting killed by a, by a cloud of green smoke. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed in my, in my notes I accidentally called um, Mill News Millhouse at one point. Well, the, the way that they spelt it on um, on subtitles for the DVD was N-I-L-N-E-W-Z. Um, so that's a frick, that's that's a freaking Kingdom Hearts name, not a real name. Well, no, it's a, it's very extreme. It was still the '90s, remember? Yeah. Like, literally, I'm surprised Milnews didn't have a skateboard. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little 80s of him, but he's got, like, a big, like, chain coming out of his pants. Maybe he got turned into a vampire in the 80s, in, like, the late, early 90s. Like, he was really into grunge rock. <laughs> Maybe. Or he was a little early for, like, the whole Hot Topic scene. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I mean, the garlic... I don't completely hate the garlic burger thing, but... I don't hate it, but it's just silly. Yeah. It's like, good thing, you know, Pop Tate had the scent. They probably heard them talk about vampires, and it's just like, oh, I can make some extra money by selling a a spicy garlic burger to the kids. Mm -hmm. And it'll have, like, a cartoon vampire as a mascot, but you're never going to see it because the budget doesn't allow for it. No, this is not a very high-budget program. It really isn't. Like, you can definitely see when they're um, when they are recycling walk-in cycles and stuff. Well, it's not as bad as um, another Deke program, but this was always understandable even to me as a child. But um, Bump in the Night was a that was a claymation series with uh Jim Cummings and Rob Paulson yeah. uh about um monsters under your bed and in your closet and in your toilet um they because claymation stop motion animation is so expensive and so time consuming they used the same um footage so often and quite often for um, Mr. Bumpy and Squishington, those two main characters, they would have points where it would just be the same footage of them talking to someone off screen. And it would be zoomed in so close that they wouldn't have to animate the mouth differently because they would just dub in whatever they were supposed to be saying to whoever they were supposed to be talking to. See, you think they would have been able to get the money that they that ABC paid them to use for, you know, the we'll be right back that they used for the entire year prior to it on Saturday mornings to <laughs> pay for the animation or, you know, the money they were making off of them for, hey, we want something with a messy looking dog for a we'll be right back. This well, year. I I don't know what time period... Deke was owned by Disney, but I know that ABC did not uh, was not owned by Disney when What a Mess and uh, uh, Bump in the Night were on. Yeah, I know. I remember. We were probably, I think that was about the year, What a Mess probably came out like the year before the Disney like transition really happened. Mm, could be. Because I know ABC was about 96. Yeah. Because it was around the time that, you know, we had that we got Doug in the new whatchamacall, um, and season three of Gargoyles. Uh, I think season three of Gargoyles might have been earlier, but I'm not sure. Uh, the Goliath Chronicles, the non-canon ones that everybody doesn't think about. When people say, like, oh yeah, I've seen the complete series, they, they do not talk about Goliath Chronicles. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the Goliath. Ugh. Not there's a there is this one episode where they go completely off model, and it's like, Lisa, why are your hips swaying like that for no good reason? <laughs> okay, yeah, you are right. Uh, so Goliath Chronicles. Um, oh no, wait. Damn it, IMDb puts it as part of the other. Yeah, it was um, September 7th, 1996, so... Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that would have been um, on ABC 
at the same time as the merger, but before the one Saturday morning the next year. Um, what was the date of the purchase? Uh, I remember because like 96, like was what Saturday morning, like Disney, like completely changed everything around. Like, like, I think that was like one of the last years of, um, a Bugs Bunny and Tweety show also. That actually stayed through, I think, like 2000, 2001 or something like that, um, due to like old licenses. Now, it was always at the end of the uh, the day where it, uh, it wasn't like officially part of uh, the lineup. Like it wasn't part of Disney's one Saturday morning, but it would be like at noon, you'd get the Looney Tunes uh, stuff uh, as opposed to like the seven to like 11:30 sort of episodes of the other stuff. It was like before it would go cut to um local programming again. Okay, yeah. Uh so but if you do search up the Bugs Bunny show uh on uh Wikipedia, uh, they'll um give you these dates of uh years that it was on like via different year uh, different titles and stuff so it goes like 1960 to 68 on abc and then 68 to 73 on the uh cbs and then 73 to 75 on abc and then 75 to 85 on cbs and then 85 to 2000 on abc oh that's actually even more hilarious so <laughs> um I'm actually looking at there at ABC's 1996 fall schedule. <laughs> it's yeah, no, no. It is Jungle Cubs, Brands Making New Doug, Mighty Ducks. Another series I'll mention in a second: The Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show, um, something called Bone Chillers, Gargoyles and Goliath Chronicles, Flash Forward, and the ABC Weekend Special. But at the 9:30 sk- block, you know what it was? Street Sharks. Oh. It all comes back to street sharks. Um, you didn't you didn't know bone chillers? I think I re- vaguely remember it, but don't I don't really remember the show. Yeah, I I, I remember loving it as a kid, but I, it did not last very long, uh, and I don't remember too much about it. I just remember it was like a live action horror sitcom for children. Holy crap, it had Linda Cardellini in it. Oh, that's fun. This would have been like a year or two before Freaks and Geeks, so, you know, kudos. This might have been around the same time that she was uh, kissing Corey Matthews. To be fair, would it have been that bad if she would have broken up that relationship, knowing what we know now? (laughs) Ask Sean, how many people died? (laughs) I think the only uh, thing I've ever disliked Linda Cardellini and uh, like not as an actress because she's spectacular always, but uh, I don't like Cloudy J in regular show. Hmm. Don't like the character. She's not very nice. I mean, Mordecai's an asshole too, but like he, it, it kind of resets. It, he tries to learn his lesson in things, but you know. <laughs> 
Halloween of horror. It's that time of year for fright and fear. But if you live in Riverdale, pack up your jack-o'-lantern and run for your life. There's no time for trick-or-treat on this Halloween of horror. So our last episode is Halloween of Horrors. <laughs> so, Medlock and Scarlet are still at the Vampire Ranch, and he's still old until he steals Scarlet's youth. At the Lodge Mansion, Veronica is having a Halloween party. Everyone, including the butler, are in costumes. Scarlet shows up and warns Be Archie, Betty, and Veronica about Medlock, and the Smithers the butler is going to accidentally invite him in the house, because he accidentally invited her into the house. So, I absolutely... So, one, this is, once again, one of those gags that you would only get in... You'd only realize if you've seen other episodes of the show, but... 90% of the costumes that people are wearing in the background are directly stolen from previous episodes. Well, I I was also uh, noticing that, like, even Artie's Cyber Warrior um, a costume, that, that is an episode... Of him going and using that in like a internet-y type scenario. Big Ethel is in the background dressed as a prom queen from the episode where she was a prom queen. And that's the thing. Like in animation, you don't tend to make a lot of different character models because that costs money. It's yeah. why characters wear the same outfits in every single episode. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cost-saving measure, but, you know, hey, it's also a Halloween co party, so might as well. But, but the fact that, like, Moose and Betty and even Dilton are just, like, in what they normally wear anyway. Where are you dressed as? Captain of the cheerleader team? But, Betty, you are the captain of the cheerleader team. <laughs> yes, they do try to make it... Makes sense for at least that one part, but yeah, it's very much a cost-saving cost measure. So I didn't even notice this until like uh, until I rewatched this episode. So Medlock, as we talked about with his design, is he pretty much you know kind of has like the bumpy head and everything, right? Completely hairless, <laughs> but when he gets old. For whatever reason, he grows hair in the back of his head just so he looks even more bald. <laughs> That's true, yes. He literally grows hair to accentuate the baldness that he promptly loses when he gets young. Well, younger. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, Scarlet's VA, I mean, she basically plays the voice, like three different ways throughout these three different episodes. Like, she does, you know, the gravelly voice. She does, you know, the regular regular high school girl voice. And she does old lady voice. Yes. It is funny, though, that they... they um, Archie, Veronica, and Betty didn't recognize Scarlet, uh, despite the fact that this old woman with, like, a little strand of uh, red hair in the front is wearing the exact same outfit as the like new girl in town from the last three days that they've been talking to her. Yep, a long skirt and a midriff. Yes. And she somehow got there before Medlock did. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. 
Like, he is just, they are just so bad at getting any place. Well, also the the timing in the, uh, this, it's like, it, it feels like these three episodes should take place over like two weeks, something like that. Um, but the, the first episode uh, says like, oh, that's this weekend. So you could put a few days between them. This, like, or the second episode, though, very specifically takes place on October 30th, and now it's October 31st. Everything, though, like, they're acting like it was just, like, everything was so long ago, and it's, I, I don't know. It's very odd. There's a, a point where it's, like, if they don't want... um Veronica to become a vampire and it's like you mean again become a vampire again she was a vampire yesterday mm-hmm. like literally there's still probably some per people in her teeth <laughs> exactly so Smithers lets in Medlock Archie and the gang need to protect Veronica but they go to warn everyone Medlock has turned Reggie Veronica gets everyone out of the party. The gang gets the idea to eat, get garlic from the kitchen where they run into Smithers, who also got turned into a vampire. So many people are just nonplussed by, you know, Reggie and the floating um guy with the freaking bumpy head and pale white skin. Like, he's yeah. literally just floating there, and the background characters are like, huh? Oh, let's look at that. <laughs> it would have been much more expensive, but yes. And Reggie gets turned into a vampire, and his werewolf mask that he's wearing reacts to things also until it gets taken off? Yeah, I don't know why that really was. Um, It it seemed a lot more expressive than it did before he was evil. Like at, at first, like the, I was thinking that he got turned into a werewolf, not a, you know vampire and it's just like oh wait no future will here hey so turns out the reason why reggie's entire thing is so emotive is because oh there was an episode earlier season where he was a werewolf and i somehow missed that and forgot about it when i was talking about everyone's costumes being reuses of previous you know models so there you go Thank you, Archie's Weird Mysteries, for being so cheap. Now back to the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh, well, we are on Reggie, though. There was uh, something I forgot to mention in the last episode. Uh, there's a point where, um, in the last episode, um, uh, Nail News uh, rips Reggie's shirt and tries to uh, gag him with it so that, he's gonna, uh, so that he wouldn't uh, be breathed on with Reggie's garlic breath. Um, when Reggie attempts to remove that uh, bit of his shirt, he literally says, Patooey! <laughs> and it's, like, it's, it's so charming. It's so silly in the way of over, over-cartoonifying that. <laughs> Most everyone in this episode that gets turned into a vampire just, you know, gets, like, you know, pale skin, claws, and red eyes. Vampire Smithers, on the other hand, oh, holy Christ. 
Yeah, well, it also is partially because he's already dressed as a clown, so doing an Archie evil clown is weird. But yeah, it's it's much creepier than all the other vampires. Like that's it's just a major nightmare fuel. Yeah. So Archie finds the garlic, throws it in his water gun, and goes to town on Smithers. Smithers runs, and Archie and Betty get snatched get snatched by the vampires. Archie gets captured, and Betty gets turned. They can't find Veronica, who happens to be in the worst hiding place, so they take Archie as bait. Ronnie and Juggy go to make a plan, but Scarlet is apprehensive, but decides that they're her friends, so she will go with them. Veronica and Jughead and Dilton literally hide behind a counter. Well, didn't you know that Smithers was a raptor? (laughs) I mean... They aren't even doing a good job of hiding around the <laughs> counter. That's true. Like, like I said, literally, Medlock's everything. Medlock has no one to blame for failing in his plans except for himself. Well, I mean, yeah, but also, even as as I said, like the vampires in episode one, they weren't very good at being vampires. And Reggie is a terrible vampire. It's just like, oh, I will put a pumpkin on your head and therefore you will be incapacitated for the next five minutes. (laughs) There's a whole lot of just not being very good at what you're doing going all around on the good side and the bad side. This is a universe where becoming a vampire does not give you a boost to your intelligence score. No. You can fly. You're a little bit stronger. And that's about it. You have a gravelly voice. <laughs> Literally, becoming a vampire, you probably have to smoke at least three packs of cigarettes before the transformation can be complete. <laughs> Was Juno from Beetlejuice a vampire? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. So the table's shaking, but it's just Dilton because they need another body for the kill count. Veronica asks Scarlet for help and to be their friend. She takes them to the ranch, where it turns out Archie got turned, and it's an obvious trap. But one by one, the entire gang gets turned before the ga- before they gang bite Veronica. Medlock deliver- declares victory, and then the sun starts rising. Scarlet says Veronica wasn't the ender. It turns out it's Scarlet. She opens a window and kills Medlock. Everyone turns human. Scarlet thanks them for their friendship, and I guess she just returns to her home planet. (laughs) Well, there is an issue of the Archie's Weird Mysteries tie-in comic where Scarlet comes back, but I've never read it, so I don't know uh, how that really relates to anything. (laughs) Um, Before we wrap it up uh i would like to uh, mention the fact that there was a point where archie tried to put garlic in his water pistol um and while garlic breath kills vampires garlic water makes them itchy i think it's it has to be freaking garlic powder because it literally the sound when he's pouring it into the water thing is just like a gloopy sound. Well, and it's I just mean, like a jar of garlic, like the people doing it don't even know what garlic is. 
Well, I, I thought that the animation of it was like kind of a chopped garlic, which is more of a spreadable garlic than anything. Okay. Yes, because otherwise, you know, Archie and them, you know, kill most of their friend group otherwise. <laughs> that's That's a very good point, yes. I will say, though, for whatever reason, like, Vampire Betty itching in the air and yelling about how she needs to scratch the itch is just un unintentionally hilarious to me. Because of Riverdale? No, just because it's kind of hilarious for some weird reason. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no. And now, if Betty was talking about having a serial killer gene, then yes, for Riverdale purposes. But okay, I, I just wasn't sure if we were going on to like the Jingle Jangle trains or something of that nature. No. But yeah, no. Medlock literally, all he needed to do to win was do nothing. <laughs> Because by the rules of how this works, he just needs to befriend the Ender. He had and he be had befriended the Ender, and all he needs to do is just you know ha say okay, let's have a nice evening in Scarlet, and we'll and you know we'll try and do this again next year. And in the morning when the sun doesn't rise, they're like, oh well, maybe Veronica died of a heart attack. Okay, cool. Let's go and kill a bunch of people. That was something I, I forgot to actually, I hadn't been striking out the notes that I've already done like I normally do, uh, so I missed this before, but that was the thing that I was thinking, did the censors uh, make them write this? Because the, the word friend is used so much in this third episode, and it's like, oh, they must be friends. It feels like it was written like the, that uh it, the master must have a lover or a wife or something of that nature, but they were just said like, eh, now let's let's say we need to be be friends with this <laughs> this person. Because at the beginning, like she even says, because I love you, master, and then I thought we were friends. Yes, exactly. It gets so much more like neutered. Yeah, and I mean, it's so that, you know, we can have the very important moral of cherish your friends and have friends that like you for who you are instead of have friends who want you to murder people for them as part of their eternal vampire night of the dead. Well, we've all been through that. I swear, you joined <laughs> one cult. <laughs> yeah, and then Medlock's death is actually pretty great. It's not, you know, that one vampire whose eyes fell out, but, you know, still, it's like, <laughs> you know, piece by piece, like, fall, falling to the ground and turning to dust. Yes. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Yeah. I, I will say the, the music um, is fairly grating. There, there isn't a lot of music that they have in their library, but the the usage of it is a bit overwhelming and sometimes it just doesn't fit very well because it's very clearly not something like Animaniacs or Batman the Animated Series where they would be writing music specifically to fit scenes. It was just like, this is our library. We will try to use it as best we can, but we want to have music at 
the majority of the time. And it's like, there are a lot of points where it's just not needed. Anyone who goes back and say, for example, Deke has, ne Deke has never been good about incidental music. I, I will say, I do like the, um, the instrumental version of the theme song of the just like, Bom, 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 bom. Sort of like the yeah. slower one that it kind of like wraps up the episodes usually, but sometimes it's found in other places. But like it's that's nice, but that's re really like the 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 best I can say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you go back to um Deke Sailor Moon for example, like mm. some of their incidental music is just like. What the prick were they even thinking here? But yeah, I mean, Kate, Deke, Deke always had some problems with that, you know. But as a company, they weren't—they weren't the worst animation company. I mean, they're not—they're no filmation, thank God. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, like they still produced was probably like my fifth favorite um, Archie adaptation. How many do you have? I mean, first is obviously um, Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. Okay, that's fair. And then Josie and the Pussycats, the animated series. In general or in outer space? or I count them as one. Okay. But if I'm, if I'm having to separate them out, then just general and in space is probably someplace after this one. Okay. Then it's probably um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the, the 90s, like live action series okay number four is a show we don't discuss hmm. and then six is this five is this oh nice and then six might be like either the like 70s series or the new no it's not the new archies <laughs> but the new archies did you ever see the uh the weird tv movie with the guy who played brock on reba I have not, but I will fully admit it. It there if if anyone wa listens to um my other podcasting project WHXN's uh, Midnight Movie Show, there's a chance we'll we'll talk about that someday, probably in a couple of years, maybe. But I assume, I, but... I saw it a few years ago for the first time. It's enjoyable schlock. Uh, there are moments that just don't make a lick of sense there's also middle-aged middle-aged rapping jughead yes um i i think hiram ends up trying to blow up the school at one point i don't remember if that's right but i i know that it was just like that's a bit much <laughs> but yeah it, it, i remember it being fun but also really weird and certainly not worth the like 15 year wait for me to actually be able to find it after seeing it available on a VHS that I could no longer order in back issues. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> God, are, you know actually what I am looking forward to is I think Netflix has a um has oh. a Bollywood The Archies um, movie coming out later this year, and that should be interesting. Yeah, I I don't have um, um, Netflix, but I, I'd still like to see that movie. Yeah. 
oh my gosh, I, I don't know if you would want to like put this in a different place in the actual recording, but I have the episodes like pl- projecting while I'm uh, while we are recording. The very last shot with Smithers, he looks normal, but he's still got his vampire teeth. <laughs> like, was he? Was he a vampire clown at the party to begin with? He was a vampire all along. <laughs> he was a, just a vamp butler. <laughs> that should be the next Archie horror comic. Vamp butler. Vampire Veronica is actually a running, like, Archie, like... I wouldn't say it's a horror, it's an actual running comic, but they've done it more than a few times. Um, there's also Jughead the Hunger, as well as Afterlife with Archie. Yes. Like, they've actually made it an entire thing of doing horror comics all year round, starring the Archie gang. Yes, and some of them are uh, really fun. I, I've not read all of them, but um, I, I've enjoyed quite a few of them. I... I read the um, Blossom 666 where um, Veronica and um, Jason um, Blossom are both competing to become the Antichrist. I've not read that one. Um, I I saw that there was one about Pop Tate like selling um, like Sweeney Todd burgers and that one just made me sad. Like I, I didn't like read the actual um book i just like saw the preview pages and uh like there was a joke about the like oh yeah i've got some chuck coming in he was a nice boy <laughs> or something like that and it's just like i don't know i i, I don't know just the the fact that pop tape was nice <laughs> i don't want him to be a cannibal <laughs> But then again, I've also, like, read and loved the Sharknado Archie book. Yeah. Have you read the um, Archie versus Predator? Uh, I know I didn't read the second one. I think I might have read the first one. I don't have it. It's... If, I have, if I haven't read it, I've certainly, like, seen, like, a beat-by-beat kind of review of it. Because, like, it's very vivid in my mind. Yeah. What I love about it is it's done in the like traditional Archie like house style, but right. it's still like you know freaking gory as all fucked at times. Right. Uh, the the Sharknado one is certainly not as gory as that, but it is similar in that way, uh, where it is eh, there's some gore there, um, but there was also like um, jokes about. Um, uh, Melody the Pussycat meeting Tara Reed's Sharknado character. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Well, honestly, like if you want to, if you were intrigued by any of this and you want to go and watch any episodes of Archie's Weird Mysteries, they are all available on YouTube. And honestly, like, if you search around, you can probably find the DVD someplace, but it'll probably cost you a pretty penny at this point. I don't know. I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's out of print again. Um, 
a lot of these for some reason uh didn't get released in Canada so it would always be an import so I don't know uh, at one point even as an import it was very very cheap but I never got around to getting it yeah but yeah the series is about 40 episodes you can probably get through it in about in a couple weeks if you depending on how many episodes you watch at a time they're pretty quick watches mm-hmm. okay then well Everyone, I hope you have a spooky Halloween! That's my new friend, Nilnus! But enough small talk. Let's skip right to dinner! What? There will be plenty of time for that later. But I want to buy Archie now! And then I want to fight that goody-goody Betty and Reggie and Jughead and uh, maybe not Jughead, but definitely Archie. Our email address is the show at earth2.net. That's the show at earth-the-number-two.net. Our voicemail line is 513-EARTH-20. That's 513-327-8420. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at Earth underscore two. That's Earth underscore the number two. Please visit the website, www.earth2.net. That's www.earth-the-number-two.net. While you're there, on the left-hand side of the page, you'll see a link that says Forums. Click it and join the forums, please. If you enjoy what we're doing and would like to support Earth2.net and Earth2.net this show, there are several things you can do. First, make sure to tell your friends about Earth2.net and all of our podcasts. Second, go to iTunes to leave us positive feedback. Third, you can become a patron of the show by visiting Patreon.com slash Earth underscore two. That's Patreon.com slash Earth underscore the number two. And lastly, donations in any denomination can be made by heading over to paypal.me slash earth2. That's paypal.me slash earth the number two. There are no spaces, dashes, or underscores. Just earth and the number two. Until next time, good night. (laughs) 